journey? You know, I think sometimes we take for granted how many different Bible translations that we have available. Like in, in my office, on my shelf, I have the NIV, the ESV sitting there, the NLT, the CIA, and the FBI all sitting there <laughs> on my shelf. You know, but there are many languages around the world that do not have one single complete Bible in their native or heart language. And one of the missions that we support here at Journey is Pioneer Bible Translators, and they are working at changing that. They're working at bringing languages to the heart people of nations around the world. So today we have Phil Smith with us. Uh, Phil, come on up. F Phil works with Pioneer Bible Translators as a training coordinator um, and doing like what he's doing today, just connecting with supporting churches. Um, and he's here today just to bring an update, not, not only about Pioneer Bible Translators, um, but specifically also about one of the couples that we support named the Orenbergs. Um, in the South Pacific. So, Phil, I just want to pray for you uh, before you speak your name. Father, I thank you for the ministry of Pioneer Bible. I thank you for Phil ma making the drive here today and just uh, reminding us of how important it is to have Scripture in our heart language. So, Father, just can work through him today. And, Lord, we thank you that uh, you want your word in all the languages of this earth. So we ask this and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. It's good to be with you, church. You excited to be worshiping the Lord today? Amen. I mean, I've been praying for this Sunday to be with you, and I appreciate Pastor Dave inviting me to share from God's Word and also give you an update and for the leadership here. And I love this neck of the woods. I'm actually a Huskers fan. My wife graduated from university, and uh, I used to serve down in Lincoln for a while. And um, just good to be here with you. Um, the question I want to ask you today as we jump into the Word of God is, what would your life be like without the Bible and the church? Just think about that. Now, you might be here from various different backgrounds. Some of you might be like myself. I grew up in the church, and... Um, Basically, from a baby, I grew into Christ and, and accepted him as my Lord and Savior back in 1976. And um, maybe the Word of God was always the authority in your home and in your church. You attended Sunday school, VBS, those camp programs. Maybe you're more like my wife, who didn't grow up in a Christian family. She was what she entitled a creaster. She'd go to church on Christmas and Easter, and um, they didn't open, crack open the Word of God very often, and she didn't know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior until she went in to be a part of the campus ministry at the university. Or maybe you are here still checking out Jesus, and you're not certain about who He is, and you haven't made Him Lord of your life yet, and accepted Him as your Savior for and you're wondering about what the church is all about here. But wherever you are, one of the privileges that we have here is that we have access to the Word of God and to Christian fellowships in most of our communities. As Pastor Dave was talking about, we have a lot of different Bibles. Actually, there's more than 100 different translations in the English language. That's amazing. And there are thousands of Christian resources and videos and books and materials, which is a real blessing to help us to grow in Christ. 
But yes, there are many different parts of the world that do not have the Word of God. Of the 7,000 languages that are in the world, there are 1,800 that we're currently working on to get the Bible translated, and there are an, another 2,000 language groups that don't have a stitch of Scripture in their language at all to know about Jesus. But God is doing incredible things, and so I want you to watch this video right now that highlights from our president, Greg Pruitt, who talks about don't miss the opportunity in front of us right now. Only two things on earth last forever, the word of God and the souls of people. Nothing is more powerful than connecting the word of God with the souls of people. Today, in war-torn North Africa, refugees are hearing God's word in their own language for the very first time. In South Asia, people are rising up to translate the Bible among their former enemies. This is what happens when the word of God transforms the souls of people. This is what Isaiah prophesied 2,700 years ago, that God's spirit would rest on a descendant of David and the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 2,000 years ago, Jesus promised, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. But millions are still waiting, and they will wait until someone goes to them. The most spiritually impoverished people on earth have no church and no scripture They've never heard, never seen God speaking their language. Now is the time to cross every remaining language barrier to see churches using scripture to usher in the kingdom of God as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives. And you have a role to play. Don't miss it. And that's really true. You have a significant role to play in Bible translation. You know, it's just an incredible time. Despite the challenges of the last year, two years with COVID, God is advancing his mission and nothing fazed him. He knew what was in front of him and in front of us. But there are the people that are facing extreme spiritual poverty. And when we talk about that, like Greg said, it's people that have no access to the Bible and they have no access to the church. So of the 7,000 language groups, there's 3,800 languages that we're focused on. And amongst those 3,800 that we're currently working on or need to start projects in, there's specifically the spiritually impoverished people of 900 people groups that have no language and no church. For there's some people that have received the gospel maybe in a business or a trade language, but they've never had the word of God and we're translating the word of God for them. But there are those people that have no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ because they don't have a Bible and there's no Christian church fellowship like this that has an opportunity to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ.
So we're a team of people, about 600 adults and 300 kids, uh, spread throughout the world in 27 different countries of the world and doing 106 projects. We're trying by uh, year 2033 to add 200 more projects to our goal of completing 300 projects by 2050. And it's an exciting time because we're a part of what God is doing and his story of redeeming every tribe, nation, tongue, and people group to himself. Amen? Amen. Are you excited about that? You know, God's story from the Old to the New Testament is always the same. He wants to redeem his people that have chosen in disobedience to walk away from him, but he's reached out to us. I think about in the Old Testament, the first great commission. I never thought about it like this before, but the first great commission actually came to Abraham in in, uh, Genesis chapter 12. I think we have those verses. And God said, leave the place you are, Abraham. Go out to a place that I will show you, and I will make your name great, and I will bless you, and I'll curse those that curse you, and and because of you, all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. That's amazing because Abraham didn't even have a child of his own yet. But we're all children of Abraham. He is, in, in a lot of ways, our father. If you grew up in Sunday school, you, you sang that song, Father Abraham. I always wondered what that was all about until I began to read the Old Testament. But yes, through Abraham and his seed, all the nations of the world would be blessed. But Israel really didn't get it. You know, you read the Psalms and you see in many of the Psalms I've been reading through this year, all it talks about declaring God's glory to the nations and my message to the nations. Yet Israel was a lot like Jonah, who was reluctant to share the message to the other nations around, around them. And even in the exodus of, of the people coming out of Egypt, it says that God wanted to reveal himself to the nations around them of his power and might that they would be drawn to him. And then with Solomon, when he built the temple in, in Jerusalem, it was to be a place to draw people to worship, to know the true and living God. But for the most part, Israel missed the task even though the prophets proclaimed over and over again that you were to be a people, uh, 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 a nation of priests that would take the word of God to the nations. Then we get to Matthew chapter 28 and the life of Jesus and God breaks into our neighborhood and comes into this world and lives amongst us not only teaching and doing miracles and and making disciples himself, but he offers his life as a sacrifice. God himself came into this world to offer himself. And before he left, he said to his disciples, on a number of different occasions in the different gospels and in the book of Acts, he says, based on my authority of who I am, proven by my death, burial, and resurrection, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I've commanded you. So all the church, the disciples, we are called to go and make disciples of all nations. And that word ethne there means actually not just the political, geographical, or social nations. It's talking about the people groups of the world. Those many people groups, 16,000 different people groups in the world, 
who need to know the gospel in their own heart language. And he talks about making disciples. He talks about baptism. He talks about that they need the word of God to be taught and matured in Christ, that they would grow and multiply churches that would expand the gospel to churches and churches and and the word of God spreads. And we see that in the book of Acts. Then we get to the book of Revelation, my favorite uh, verse there, in Revelation chapter 7. And we see the one that Jesus loved, the apostle John, about 60 years after Jesus had left, exiled on the island of Patmos. He had received the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he has a picture, a vision of what heaven would be like where every nation, tribe, people, and language would stand before the throne. From Genesis to Revelation, God's desire has always been about reconciling and redeeming his people, that every people of the world might stand before him one day and give him glory. And as John Piper says, mission will continue until worship is fulfilled in heaven as we stand before the throne of God in every people group in the world. And you are a part of that as a people fulfilling God's mission. As you do missions through your church, both locally and globally around the world. So we see the need is great to extend the gospel to every people group. But I also want us to notice that there is a solution in front of us. For people to know Jesus and be a part of his kingdom, we have to cross every language and cultural barrier. And that's challenging. That's challenging. I, um, as Pastor Dave was saying, I, I train up missionaries to serve in some of the most difficult places in the world. As a former missionary, our family served for 16 years in Africa, and so most of the people that I train up uh, serve in West, North, and East Africa, in refugee camps, in places where there are terrorists and challenges, in the deserts, in the extreme uh, weather conditions and hard places of the world. But that's where unreached people groups are. That's where there is spiritual warfare that is taking place. And it's difficult. But God is advancing his kingdom in those places. And we need to take the word of God to those places. We need to take the church to those places. We need to see life transformation as God encounters people with his truth and he sets them free. Amen? Amen. So our vision is to see transformed lives through God's word in every language. And it's not about just completing a Bible translation and, and putting a book on the shelf. And, and I want to encourage you to go to the display that we have set out there and pick up the Bibles, and they're Bibles from various different projects around the world. See if you can read them. But um, it's all about life transformation, Because the power is in the Word of God and His Holy Spirit to transform lives. And as we put the Word of God, and as Greg Pruitt said, the things that last forever is the Word of God and the souls of men and women who God wants to encounter and change their lives. So that's what it's all about. But it doesn't stop when we finish the translation of the Old and the New Testament in the language or people group. 
It, it's, it continues until there is a network of churches that are growing, maturing, and multiplying disciples and reaching the other peoples around the world. It's, it's exciting to see projects like that, uh, like the Yolunka people in West Africa, uh, where President Greg Pruitt and his wife translated the Bible in 12 years from the Old and the New Testament and made disciples and their translation team became some of the church planners and disciple makers and went out and began multiplying uh, the Bible and multiplying churches in not only their community, but they identified another people group not far from them and they began to take the Word of God to them and are helping to translate the Word of God for that next people group. God is doing incredible things. And you are a part of that work through the work of Gregory and Rondi uh, Orenberg in Vanuatu. And Vanuatu is an interesting place. It's a series of, of 65 to 80 islands, 65 at least inhabited islands, about 80 islands in the South Pacific. And they have over 145 different unique languages on those islands. And they serve there. And we had a team of people that were serving there that went in there. And it's interesting because the, a lot of the people in Vanuatu had received the gospel years ago from Australian missionaries, but they did not have the Bible translated into their language at that time. And so they invited pioneer Bible translators to come there and set up a Bible training center to, to teach their people how to do the translation work so they can go out to the various people groups on the various islands and translate the Bible for them. And so initially we trained four different teams of people to translate the Bible for the first four languages, and that work has begun and is advancing. But then COVID hit, and a lot of our workers had come home and were stateside except for the Orenbergs. They were there, and um, the country locked down Nobody is able to enter or leave. COVID has not gone into the Vanuatu Islands, but it has brought some significant challenges. But most importantly, it has brought some incredible opportunities for growth in the work that you're supporting there. And we have a video from them that they shot and wanted to share a little bit with you.
how to use their grammar and writing. In November, I was finally able to meet with the Saw translators, and I showed them what their grammar looks like in writing. It was an eye-opening experience for them. They knew how to use their grammar for speaking, but they never really thought about how it should affect the way they spell. They were spelling by ear, but people read with their eyes. It was a huge breakthrough, and we revolutionized the spelling of the Saw language. Probably never would have happened if I had not been locked in. God was not locked down. He was leading me to focus my efforts in a new direction. Thank you for standing with us as partners in the long and difficult year that was 2020. See, it's amazing how God, despite the challenges of COVID over the last two years, has advanced the work there. I have been emailing with uh, the Orenbergs this past week, and they're praying for the gathering here today. And they said, you know, please communicate our love and our thanksgiving for your support as a congregation here at Journey. Said your prayers and your financial support means a lot when you're one family continuing the work and there's such a great need in, in that country. And uh, although they've been locked down, as he said, they've not been locked out. God has advanced the work. Some of the things they shared with me, they've been able to hold workshops to train um, people in literacy work. They've been able to work with the school teachers on different um, standardizing the grammar as they're teaching the children how to read and write their own language now. In the literacy work and fluency amongst reading, they've been able to use scripture to impact and make disciples and help uh, mature the churches. They've been doing translation checking amongst the national translators on four different projects as they continue to translate the word of God. And you saw the little story set booklets that they do. As they translate the Word of God, they don't wait till it's finished. As each little story set is done, they print it and they distribute it by the thousands of copies amongst the people so that they get the Word of God. Been able to print um, thousands of scripture booklets in four different languages. He's been able to go up amongst the islands in those four people groups, preaching the word of God. They've been leading a, a Bible study on prayer for the uh, on marriage for the people, and speaking at an Easter camp for the young people. God is continuing to extend the word of God amongst the Vanuatu islands, so that the people that know about Jesus, can mature in Christ, and those that have never heard about Jesus would have the word of God and would have access to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. But how, we, how do we do this? How do we continue to move forward? And our strategy is pretty simple. I was talking to Pastor Dave about it this morning. Our strategy is, is pretty much twofold. Number one is prayer. We really believe that the prayers of the saints is the number one strategy for advancing the gospel. When President Greg Pruitt came back as a missionary from West Africa about 12 years ago to become the leader of our team, he said, prayer has to be the number one strategy, more important than anything else. Jesus is the CEO of our organization, just like he is the head of the church here at Journey. And we need to depend on him, and he will advance the cause. So we promote 24-7 prayer around the world for everything that we do. 
We bathe every decision in prayer, and we lead everything in prayer, and we want to invite you to be prayer partners with us and, and taking prayer seriously for your missionaries, for the Orenbergs, and for your church and your community as God reaches the lost. But the other thing we do is we do partnership. Partnership is so important. I think it is an answer to prayer to Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17 when he prays for the unity of believers, not only back then, 2,000 years ago, but for today. We're seeing partnership in some incredible ways. You heard about the partnership with Orenbergs. They have four different translation teams amongst four different communities of people that need a, the word of God, partnering with the local people on the field. But we also partner with, as an organization, with other missions organizations, like others that you support, partnering together. So if we have a translation team in, a, in an area and we need a, a church planner, we'll partner with another missions agency if we don't have a church planter in that area. But we also partner with other translation organizations like Wycliffe and, and the Seed Company and Deaf Bible Society and Deaf Missions and Council Bluffs and different organizations that are taking the Word of God to the peoples of the world. And that's powerful because they come together every month, the 10 different presidents, and pray together, strategize together. How can we get the Word of God to the remaining 2,000 people groups by 2050? Within the next 30 years, they would have the gospel of Jesus Christ and at least have the New Testament in their language. And we have seen exponential growth as we've been partnering with one another and as God has been answering our prayers. But we also partner with churches like Journey and yourselves because we can't do it alone. As you continue to pray for the Orenbergs and support them financially, you, I, I don't know if you know this, but I, I saw back in our records, at least since 2003, you've been supporting their ministry and you're coming to a milestone of, of support of almost $50,000 to support Bible translation to four different people groups in the islands of Vanuatu. And I praise God for that commitment that you have as a church. And when you give your tithes and offerings, I want you to understand you are making an eternal difference in the lives of people on the islands of Vanuatu that are getting the word of God and making disciples because of what you're contributing in prayer and financial support to them. And I want you to see the joy of people that get the word of God for the very first time. Here's from some of the projects over, the, over recent years. See the joy on their faces as they get the word of God and celebrate.
Now, their culture, their language, their style of worship might be totally different than ours. But those are your brothers and sisters in Christ are celebrating because they actually have the Word of God or sections of the Word of God in their own heart language, and they can read God's holy book for themselves. So as I wrap up my message, I, I don't want to talk about just what's going on out there and what Pioneer Bible Translators in your partnership is doing amongst the nations of the world. I want to leave you with this personal challenge for your own life this week. And I'm going to use the acrostic PBT. Um, from Pioneer Bible Translators. First, I want to encourage you to keep prayer your priority. That's really, we believe, that's the number one strategy for advancing God's kingdom in this community, in Wayne, Nebraska, in this state, in this nation, and around the world. Spending time in prayer daily. And uh, invest time in prayer. You can go to our website and you can see specific prayer requests. You can get the newsletter from the Orenbergs and, and pray specifically for them. Pray for your other missionary partners that you support as well. But prayer is the number one thing because God is advancing his kingdom and he is giving the increase to his church. Number, the second one is B, a Bible. Read and meditate on the Bible every day. And gather together in groups of people. I don't know if you have small groups in your church, Sunday school classes, or grab a, a bunch of coworkers, sit down at night and have supper with your family and crack open the Word of God. We have the Word of God in more than 100 different translations. And it's so easy access and, and, and digital as well and video translation. Open the Word of God because... Having the Word of God on a shelf doesn't do anything to transform life. It's only when we open it and we encounter it, we engage it, and we allow the Holy Spirit to transform our life. And T, allow transformation to take place. As you crack open the Word of God, as you seek God in prayer, as you allow the Holy Spirit to change you within, that transformation is the powerful witness that will draw people to Jesus around you. That's why with Pioneer Bible Translators, we believe in incarnational ministry. We send out teams of people working together in different cultures and language and people groups so that people that are far from God, they're often following other religions of the world, will observe God at work answering prayer they will see godly marriages. They will see a, a godly Christ-like lifestyle. They will see how the church functions together. And they will be drawn to follow him by that example. And that's true also in this community. So I want to close with the word of prayer. But I don't want to stop again and thank you, Journey Christian Church, for your partnership with Pioneer Bible Translators. Thank you for your partnership with the Orenbergs. I know Gregory said to me several times in email, we can't wait to get to Wayne, Nebraska. They can't wait to get out of uh, Vanuatu and spend some time in the States and reacquaint themselves. But God's using them in an incredible way during this lockdown to advance the kingdom, not only in Bible translation, but to make disciples. And you're a part of that here. So let's pray for them, and I want to pray for you as a church as we wrap up our message today. Father God, I thank you for Gregory and Rondi and their daughter, 
I thank you for the team in total that helped to translate and to train up workers amongst four different people groups in Vanuatu. And you know our heart's desire is the same will that you have, is that all the language groups in Vanuatu who do not have the Word of God would have access to it before 2050. And so, Father, would you continue to provide workers for the harvest and continue to provide partnering churches like Journey and individuals that support Bible translation? And uh, so be with the Orenbergs, care for them physically, spiritually, emotionally, and socially in this difficult time. And thank you for advancing the work and opening opportunities for the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God to, to be extended there in Vanuatu. But I also want to pray for us today here, those in attendance here at Journey. Some that have walked in the Lord for many years and are solid in the word of God. Some that maybe came to Christ later in their life and others that are just still checking you out. Father, help us to commit ourselves to prayer because you promised to answer prayers that are according to your will and according to your mission. Help us to spend time every day cracking open the word of God and listening to it like a love letter written from you to us. And Father, help us to live out our transformed lives. Invite people see, to see Jesus living within us and share the hope and the joy that we have in Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen.